You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. It's five o'clock in the morning. You've just pissed on a dumpster. It's Miller time. Oh, he got hit! Look at the finish The return to glory. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. Let's go! All right, folks. Welcome back. Drink and think with Dak and Dave. Here we are. Together again, friends, it's our time to circle the wagons, to reject whatever evil is out there in the world, and drink some beer, talk some football, and have a little fun. Yeah, dude, what's up? Uh, We've got some sadness, we've got some happiness, we've got some football, some sports, some life, some beer. So uh, I think, you know, we definitely have to start the top of the episode off about, you know, uh, a legend lost. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm sure everyone's aware Mike Leach passed away, uh, coach of Mississippi State, passed away uh, earlier this week. And one of the more memorable personalities in football, uh, obviously with the one liners, the kind of the uh, crazy, uh, never know what he's going to do or say type person. But of the stories that are coming out now, uh, seems to be like just a genuinely was a good human being, which is not a, a foregone conclusion these days. So thoughts and prayers out to the Leach family, especially going into the holidays. Yeah. I mean, I got into a, I got into a rabbit hole of, of Mike Leach media stuff and on the field stuff. And um, yeah, a legend, like, one of the things I saw today was the when he came to the SEC, it was the you know opening day press conference amount of words said by each SEC head coach, and it was like the Vandy coach was like twenty three hundred words, Shane Beamer twenty one hundred, Sam Pittman seven or uh, thirteen hundred or something, Mike Leach seven. Yep, uh, I guess seven. Mike. Mike Leach was always the action speak louder than words type person. Yeah. Um, but as, as much of a on the field personality that he was and in the media and, and whatnot, he was really, uh, I hope he's remembered for his influence that he has brought to college football. You know, uh, people will remember him at Mississippi state, but I will remember him at, at Washington state. And right. at Texas Tech prior to that, right? And uh, he really brought some crazy, you know, high flying, send it, spread offense stuff out there that's really changed the the game. And so, you know, again, mad respect, uh, completely wild that that you know that it turned to that. And so, yeah, again, so thoughts and prayers, and um, you know, hope you hopefully you you live on in the game of football for a long, long time. Absolutely. Well, we will uh, move from that, and it's not too often, folks, that we get to say we told you so. 
No, dude. If you listen, yes. If you listen last week, we told you that the under in Army Navy has hit 14 straight times. If you had bet the under since 2000, you'd have over $13 million. If you bet $100 every time the game is played, blah, blah, blah. The under is like 40 in all in service games. So Army, Air Force, Navy is like 45 and three over the last 20 years. And we said, take the over, put it in the bank. Didn't look pretty, but damn it, we got there. Hey, we were like a duck on a pond, though, because I, I ain't going to lie. On top, we were calm, cool, collected, but underneath, those feet were kicking a mile a minute. I text you. I was like, we're going to look like fucking dumbasses, Dave. There ain't no way in hell. It's three to seven. We're so stupid. And then towards the end, we're like, could it be? We're going to look yeah. like geniuses. So, hey, you know, we didn't know it the whole way, but a call is a call, and we're sticking with it. One out of 17 is pretty badass. So it's, we're going to take that for the for the week. That's right. You know, this is when you, uh, you know, you hit the 20 foot putt on 18 clubhouse erupts in a roar. They don't know you were putting for triple bogey, but, uh, and that's, that's all you need to bring you back for another round too. All right. So Dak, before we, uh, before we get, get really rolling here, you, as we all know, we need some thinking juice, you know, the the fluid, the elixir that gets Drink and Think Nation going, and that would be the brewskis. So what are you drinking this week? Well, as always, I've got a Miller Lot sitting next to me right here that I'm sipping on, but I've Same. also got this other thing uh, from a brewery that I've talked about before on the pod, and... I'm not, I don't know. I, it's probably bad to say like, Hey, I'm reviewing this good beer, but I'm not a huge fan of the brewery. They were kind of like pompous assholes when I went there, but you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe the, the people working there had a bad day, but their beer is phenomenal. So this is another wise acre, um, pompous or not their beer is stellar. And this is the strizzle beer. It's an IPA. Um, Let's figure it out. Yeah, I don't like it. This may be <laughs> the first well, first Wiseacre I'm not a fan of. And I've tried a lot of their stuff. I was in Memphis uh, last weekend. I had probably three or four different check-ins at Wiseacre. Okay, so I don't know. I mean, that's a that's an IPA. There you go. Got a little um, hops in it. Yeah, I mean, pull a pull a Dave here. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, what is this fucking India Strizzle beer? India Pale Ale. Got some hoppiness and some alcohol and some percentages. No, I don't know, dude. I'm getting like a weird off flavor. So there's some there's some hops. You know, it's it's more. It's not a. It's not really a. I guess it falls more in line with a West Coast style. I don't know. Um, it's, I would say it's maybe relatively balanced. There's some hops there, but there's some, some maltiness to kind of back it up. Um, I'm getting like this off flavor that's like plasticky. And I think that's really killing the vibe for me on this beer. I only have one, so it's hard to tell, you know, is this a weird beer or is this just this beer? 
Uh-huh. Well, uh, I will ask. So I've heard like, so on a complete aside, but somewhat related, I've heard that the reason why it's called an India pale ale is because, or how they were created was because sailors that were sailing from England to India in order to keep the cask beers uh, from basically from going bad during the entire voyage, they added more hops. Is that true or is that just complete like? No, that's my understanding of it as well. Um, They, yeah, they added more hops and, you know, more sustenance to try to keep it. Um, Yeah, drinkable longer, I guess. Um, the funny thing, I don't know, I, I, I may call, may, may call bullshit on it because the weird thing about it is hops, the longer they sit and the more oxygen they're exposed to, the worse they get. So my mind, I would almost think like the cleanest, clearest, lightest beer would last longer. Mm-hmm. You're just basically drinking like alcoholic water, but yeah, I've always heard that too. So I, I can't truly fact check it. I don't know. All right. Well, I will take your uh, not so good beer and I will raise it. So, uh, for those that don't know, uh, was down in Texas for a couple of years. Uh, there was a brewery down in San Antonio called Long Tap Brewing Company. Fantastic brewery. Uh, fantastic, uh, like company just in general. Um, special forces veterans like founded the company. If you go to the the brewery and to the uh, tap house, it is like, it's like wall to wall memorabilia. It looks like a team room. Uh, just great people. Super good to talk to just hang out and chill. So I have the stiletto beer. And one thing I like about all of the Long tab beers is they're all named for something and their name is something that has to do in special operations, like kind of lore. So this is a Belgian Brown. So Belgian Brown. Yeah. Interesting. So it's a coffee, caramel, vanilla beer. So it's, it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. dark coffee. Like it's, you've got a coffee taste, but it's got like a sweet kind of vanilla caramel aftertaste pretty good like not something you're gonna slam because it's it's pretty thick but i really enjoyed it i don't mind like kind of stout coffee beers coffee ales because it's something like the as far as the taste like if i could see you eating it with like uh like almost like a dessert beer kind of thing so i really liked it and the name is after the name of a knife that uh that the british sas and the carried in uh-huh. world war ii so it's pretty cool let me let me ask you this is it is it belgium is it a belgian style beer or is it like a a porter or a is it like a stout almost that has belgian qualities to it is it like you know you get the coffee the roast the thickness it's a darker beer and then there's like some coriander or something in there yes yeah, so it's like a brown ale it's like a a brown ale that it like when you I looked it up on Untapped to make sure that I was saying all the stuff right. It says <laughs> it's brown ale dash Belgian. So it's and it starts like you said, it's very dark, 
you know, it's kind of a dark but beer see, that's, but finishes uh, that's a lot sweeter. And with like, like you said, like a coriander kind of spiciness to it as well. So okay, it's a good I, beer. I mean, it's I'd very, be interested to try it for sure. It's very complex. I rated it a four two five, which is high, high marks. That's pretty, pretty high for Dave. Okay, well, let's sip and let's think a little bit. And so uh, classically, we dive straight into college football from here. Uh, this week, we're going to we won't belabor the point and give you an hour and a half of college football, but ladies and gentlemen, it's mother truck and bowl season. And we have bowl of Palooza and I'm pumped. I cannot wait to kick back. Your belly's full. You got a beer. You're with your family and friends and you're just watching bowl games. And that's, this is, you know, it is as true to my family as Santa Claus's fat ass is coming down the chimney, you know, like that's what we do. And so I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, this week, we're going to talk half of the games. So we're going to chronologically go in order when this airs. I think there will already be a game or two that have been rolling, but we're going to chronologically hit the game. So bear with us. These may not be the most enticing or exciting games, but we will hit uh, half this week, half next week. And we'll go from there. We're going to kind of give you our take. And uh, Dave, kind of give us our take overall. We, You and I kind of agree on bowl season as a whole as a sports betting fan yeah so bowl season has and will continue to be very difficult to bet certainly like uh from a long ways out because you don't know what players are going to sit you don't know what transfer portal quarterbacks key players are going to leave some have already done that it's getting harder and harder might i add yes Yes, because as this was the most active transfer portal that we've had thus far. Um, so obviously a lot of key players are leaving and going to other places. So that plays a ton into it. That will probably see the these lines fluctuate a lot. Uh, if you are just sitting around and you don't want to engage with your family, the best way that I, I have done playing bowl season is just betting live. Like watch the game, see way away the momentum's swinging see which team decided to show up and which team was out partying the night before and then put your money on the on the live bet yeah we've been high on that this season uh more so than ever in our past and i think that's the best time to utilize that i don't i can't tell you you know every player that's gonna sit out you know when they announce it and how that will affect who they're playing it's just too many dynamic things going on there yeah the the mid game that's that's super cool um, we also, you know, we posted this uh day or two ago. Uh, the thing that we've done, I've done it for I don't know, a decade now. The uh ranking pick'ems thing. So go check out our Instagram, you'll see Dave and I's predictions. You know, you rate every team, you, it's a pick'em, you pick who's going to win, and then you give them a point one through 42 because there's 42 bowl games. If you get you know, say Alabama, you want Alabama, you're, you're a bandwagon or roll tears and they're going to win 42 on them. They win, you get 42, they lose, you get zero. So go check that out. That's our predictions. But um, that's a way I think to make it still enticing to watch, you know, nobody cares about slippery rock state and Bob's tire shop. But if you have some, some skin in the game, cause you're playing this makes it more fun. So you know, play with your family, play with your friends. We've been doing it for a hot minute, and I love it. 
And I think it, it helps level the playing field somewhat because things are going to be so in flux in a lot of these games, uh, picking the spread Vegas is pretty freaking good at their job. So yep. changing it to just, a, just to pick them does help out a lot, but we won't belabor the point, uh, this Friday, which is, if you're listening to us, when we get released, we are recording on Tuesday. However, uh, we release on Friday, and that is the opening of bowl season. We start out with the Bahama Bowl, UAB versus Miami of Ohio. Uh, UAB getting 11 and uh, eleven points, and the over-under at 44. Yeah, uh, I think you got you to gotta ride here with Blaze the Dragon, right? I think um, I at least have heard, you know, we've talked or mentioned UAB this year. I don't know that I've talked jack shit about uh, a second team in Ohio. So, yeah. Yeah, that one's, I mean, a lot of these, like you said, we're not going to get into. And honestly, if you are listening to this show, hoping that we're going to go out to our reporter in the field uh, at UAB, that's going to give us a lot of insight. That's not this show. This is sitting around a campfire, hanging out. Yeah, You don't have to come in here and... Uh, with a bunch of expectations we're just this is low-key we're just hanging out so if you like blaze the dragon or your favorite color is red and you want to go miami of ohio pick that way because that's you know, or if you want to blaze you. the dragon come on in yeah, we welcome you um that's funny you say that i like i said i've been doing this with my uh in my in-law side for i don't know probably since 2013 maybe we've done it every year COVID kind of jacked it up a little bit, but uh, there's a lot of football people in this family. You know, there's a, a previous defensive coordinator. There's, you know, people that played high school football. There's my dumbass, uh, my wife who watches every game I do. You know, there's intelligent football people. And it's always like the mother-in-law or the sister-in-law that takes it home because she writes one through 42 in a row and then goes, Oh, well, Dak used to live in New York. That's for close to Syracuse. All right, I picked them or, you know, yeah. uh, my favorite color Jersey is this, or my mascot is that and wipes the floor with us all. And it frustrates me so much, but you know, nature of the beast, that's like the March madness bracket, you know? been watching college basketball my whole life and i just get destroyed every year by people that pick jersey colors so but nonetheless super fun yeah uh i will give some analysis here so this is being played in the bahamas uh low total and which is kind of a common thread which i wanted to bring up as we go through these totals are pretty low but uh played in the bahamas the flight from alabama to the bahamas is a lot shorter than the flight from ohio to the bahamas so I'm going to go UAB as well. Uh, Miami gets off to a slow start because their flight was longer. That's all I got. You all, you like to do that though. You did. You've done that with Miami before, or uh, uh, excuse me, you've done that with the opponent to Hawaii before. Oh, you're flying Absolutely. 600 hours to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the over here. 44 is low in any college football game. If you can ever snag a 44 and it's not freaking uh, Iowa, you should probably do it. I agree. Uh, I agree. I like that. All right. The Cure Bowl, UTSA, the Roadrunners 
versus Troy. Roadrunners catching a point and a hook over under his 55. Yeah, blast UTSA. We were high on them early on this year. We were, they were supposed to be, you know, the uh, the dudes that that made a lot of noise. Wasn't so much the case. They're still in a bowl. They're still favored. Um, you know, Troy wasn't there this year. So I'm, I'm going to ride Roadrunners all day. That's an easy pick for me. Okay, I'm going to go the opposite because I picked yeah. twice. I picked twice against Troy betting this year, and they when they were heavily heavy underdogs and they won both outright. I'm going Troy here. Did you bet the App State Troy game because you were mad about A and M? Yes, I did. I did bet that Cause one. Troy because because Troy played App State after the week after they beat A and M. Yes, I bet Troy as a vengeance pick, and they delivered. But they got it back because I picked against them twice with Coastal Carolina and then another team, uh, and they won outright in both of those. So okay. I'm going. I'm not going to be fooled again, Troy. I'm picking you. All right. Well, then mine's a lock. Go Roadrunners. Okay, the Fenway Bowl up in you know always interesting to play a, a football game in a baseball stadium. So uh, Fenway Bowl, Louisville versus Cincy. Louisville minus two and a half over under is 45. Another super low total here. Yeah. I, I just hate that. Bowl season is like the pinnacle. You know, I, we are a college football crew first. We love all football. We love all sports, but Dak and Dave's love is college football. And so we're seeing this degradation of the, the thing that we love most in sports year after year and it's like oh man coaches are out players are out like now this is like the the participation trophy award slash i just i want you to learn what belk is because nobody's ever heard of it so come check out this bowl and it it hurts me it hurts me and so i yeah here's a good example i mean you've got louisville favored over a damn good cincy team and why is that well uh probably i know Louisville's, they just signed a new coach, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they did. That was huge. A huge pickup for them. Um, Cincy about to move into the Big 12. This one, I think you got to go the over here. May, I, I, maybe I, I, Louisville, I think Vegas wants you to pick Cincy, and I'm not going to let Vegas, you know, I'm not going to go with what Vegas wants me to do. I'm going to go against the flow. I'm taking Louisville and – I think you could maybe play with the over. All right. So, you know, the big elephant in the room is Luke Fickle's out onto bigger and better things. Some coaching mix-ups, right? Satterfield, Scott Satterfield, is now Cincy's head coach. He will be leading the Bearcats against the team that he previously coached a month ago in Louisville. So there's some – that's like – holy spicy shit right there that's going to be a hell of a game i i I can't wait um and then i don't know i don't know that i like that though i don't i don't know that i like your pick he's about to play his team i mean he's like the the uh, i'm a wizard harry like he knows everything about louisville you don't think that he's going to take a decent team that's been ranked all season in Cincinnati, yeah, Luke Fickle's the man. But now you've got like the the freaking map to the kingdom here. Yeah, but I'm, I I agree with you. I mean, it's but I 
I see it also as the Louisville players are going to feel disrespected. Right? That's okay. This okay. guy, this guy left for that team. I'm going to go punch that team in the mouth and prove to him that he picked the wrong fucking job. All right. I like that. I, I like that aspect. Hey, we're, we're big momentum believers on drink and think you piss a man off. You give him a reason to punch you in the mouth. Uh, it does, you know, strength isn't always there. Size, stamina. There's some, there's some anger sharks in there that can get it done. And so I, I, I respect that. All right. Next moving to celebration bowl. We got Jackson state back to back titles for Jackson state. Dion is gone. However, gone versus yeah. NC central Jackson state catching 16 and a half over under is 55. This one is very interesting because Dion obviously leaves for Colorado. Um, huge pickup by Colorado, by the way. It's Phenomenal. crazy, crazy he went to Colorado, dude. Um, the question is, will he will this be an Oklahoma type moment where every player, his best players from Jackson State, are gonna try to get on that plane and go with him? Uh, pull a Lincoln Riley. I don't necessarily think that. I think Jackson State will still have enough talent. I don't like that number. That is a huge number, and you just don't know how that's going to work out. So I'm taking the over here. Um, Colorado still has quite a few. I saw the numbers of team uh, numbers of players per team, ranking them from top to bottom of transfer portal. This was a week or two ago, so I'm sure it's changed a shit ton. But Colorado was still pretty high. Now, I have seen people that were in the portal pull themselves out once prime was announced so right naturally naturally you know um i came here for a reason we were asked i would bounce but this guy's coming in so it makes sense now is this to what we just spoke about the opposite i thought i was hot shit at jackson state but did you know did the wind just get out of my sails because deon sanders left and now I feel disrespected, but also sad panda. And NC Central comes in and makes it a ball game. I agree. Uh, For the pick'em thing, you know, questionable. 16 and a half, I think you have to take a cover here. I don't know. I I haven't seen a single NC Central game, but seems kind of a big spread for them to lose their, you know, their idol as a coach. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely potential for that. Uh, one back-to-back championships, though, at Jackson State. So you know the talent is there. We'll just see how much of it bounces. Okay, moving on to New Mexico Bowl. We have BYU versus SMU. So if we're looking at, like, driving distance, SMU is closer. BYU a little bit further away. Uh, BYU catching a point and a half. Over-under is a shocking 74 here. Yeah. Um, I like I like BYU. Uh, I've, I've been high on BYU all season. I don't think they had the season they expected or wanted. I think they're a more physical football team. Um, in fact, I don't know that 74 hits. I think that BYU may control tempo in this game and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Cougs here. Okay. I like that. I don't mind that pick. Uh, got I don't really. Got a dog in this fight, but of the BYU games that I saw, they were were pretty good. And I think they, as far as their um, 
how they were looking. Yes. So both teams pretty bad against the spread. So both had the same record, seven and five, but both were under 500, well under 500 for ATS. All right, moving next, we've got the LA Bowl, Washington State coming downtown against Fresno State. Washington State catching two and a half, over under 54. What are your thoughts, Dak? Yeah, I don't know who will win this game. That's a that's a coin flip for me, but I'll tell you the the 54 seems low to me. Um these are schools that typically put up a shit ton of points. This is, you know, relatively close to being a rivalry game, kind of same same neck of the woods here. I could see this being a, a shootout and well above 54. Yeah. Uh I'm going Fresno State because LA is closer to Fresno. Washington's got a longer just, drive. This is just welcome the drinking thing. This is a geography lesson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Fresno. They're gonna keep they're gonna keep that home turf. You know, they're gonna beat the beat the shit out of Washington State. Moving on to the Lending Tree Bowl, Southern Hello? Miss Lending Tree <laughs> Bowl. We got some great names. Got some great names this year. Lending Tree Bowl. We got Southern Miss minus six versus Rice. Over and under is a shocking forty-eight. Yeah, Rice hasn't been good in a hot minute. Not even when they were, you know, Southwestern Conference. So it was like a, a, a freebie there. So, um. You know, I, I'm going to sound like one of those people we talked earlier about. It's like, hey, I've got I've got family at Southern Miss. I've got uh, uh, professors and and uh, uh, so yeah, I will uh, I'll ride with the Golden Eagles here. Uh, well, that's a great pick, Dak, because the Golden Eagles are eight and three against the spread, whereas Rice is five and seven. Or so there you go. Great pick. Love the love Southern Who's Miss closer? there. I have no idea where Lending Tree Bowl is going to be. So I don't know. Uh, I do know who's going to be closer for this next game. That's a Las Vegas Bowl. We got Oregon State, the Beavs. Go Beavs. Uh, Las Vegas Bowl. The Beavers. Mean Beavers catching six and a half. Florida over under 55. What are your thoughts? Do we know if uh, AR sitting out this game or not? Do you know? He has entered the transfer portal and will not start for Florida. Oh, that's right. I did know that. Okay. Um, that changes things, you know, and that's probably why it's six and a half. Um, I always have this dynamic of like you take a Pac-12 team and you put them against an SEC team, and we always say – you know, with Florida, you know, SEC team, yeah, sure, they're they're batting 500 or whatever, but they're going against a Pac-12 team. I'm going to take Oregon State here. I mean, if they can throw the football around and then on the flip side of the ball, Florida doesn't have an offense, um, I could see that going south quick. Yeah, I, I love that pick. Uh, Florida lost a close game against their rival Florida State, just kind of rubbed their noses in it, and I think they are – they just saw their quarterback enter the transfer portal. They'll be checked out. Oregon State's going to come in strong, going to get that dub. I had a really, really inappropriate thing I was about to say, but uh, we will leave that for the uh, outtakes. All right, moving on to the Frisco Bowl. It's going to be something about Beavers in Las Vegas, but some of we got the Frisco Bowl, Boise State versus North Texas. Boise State 
nine and a half minus nine over and under 55 and a half. I, I, I have no comment here, dude. Um, I can only tell you that if this is a pick them, I'm going to ride Boise state because I don't know any different. And nine's a, you know, nine's a near double digit favorite. Um, otherwise I, I can't tell you much about either of these, these uh, football programs. Uh, well, Dak, I'll tell you this, uh, North oh, okay. Texas, uh, is about 45 minutes from where this game is going to be played. So this is a home game for the university of North Texas. Mean green, cover the spread here. I'm going mean green. I just, for some reason, I thought Frisco would be like, you know, in California. I didn't realize it was in Frisco, Texas. Texas, Yeah. Very rich. Very pinkies up in Frisco. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be fancy. All right. Moving on. The Idaho Potato Bowl. So it's in Idaho, in case you're wondering. What's a, San, what's a San Jose State. Potato bowl. Potato. What's your favorite form of potato? That's a real tough question. It's a damn tough question. I'm going to say hash browns. Really? Like, yeah, but like I make them hash browns, not like hash browns from McDonald's. Because I'll throw a bunch of spicy stuff in there. I make a really good hash brown. I love mashed potatoes as well. Sweet potato casserole is real good. Uh, if we're going, allowing that to be in the, although that could be, you could say that's a yam, not a potato. I mean, you sound you sound like the Forrest Gump, old Bubba version here. We got old shrimp, sweet potatoes, and um that's an easy one for me i'm gonna it's chips it's chips any Mm. form of chips i dude i have to have a crunch at every meal breakfast lunch and dinner it's it's a chip and for those that thought we were gonna say yeah what yeah potato chip potato i'm more of a corn tortilla chip kind of guy nah i like i like potato chips Hundred percent. I mean, I, I ain't gonna knock tortilla chips. I eat salsa every day, so like I said, it's all about the crunch. Uh, but for those that thought we were gonna say vodka, we only like beer here. We're not real big hard liquor guys, and if it is, I guess we're gonna probably uh, dabble with the scotch or or whiskey. So I, I'm not a vodka fan. Oh, I don't. Got, I don't mind vodka at all. I have. I've got. Uh, it's got to be a no a, qualms against mm. vodka. Well, that is a potato. Yes. Tater skin. Right, moving on. Tip. Uh, mm. Did we? Hey, did that's we pick... a good form of potato in itself, right there. Yep. Uh, did we pick that one, or are we just talking about potatoes? Got in the it's rabbit San hole. Jose... Of potatoes. It's San Jose no, it's... State minus four and a half. Eastern Michigan over yeah, and under fifty three. I'm gonna go Eastern Michigan based on proximity. They're close to Idaho ish. I'm really. gonna take. Actually, uh... I'm flipping that San Jose State. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know much about this. I will show my my ass here. Uh, I'd rather watch a, a San Jose Sharks game next next game. That is the truth, and you know that we do love some NHL. So for those hockey we're fans, there. NHL, we're getting there. Coverage, Hang on, we're gonna get into it once college football's over. It's NHL time and golf time, baby, and yep. college basketball. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> 
uh, Boca Raton Bowl down yep. there in Florida. Toledo versus Liberty. Toledo minus one. The Rockets. In Toledo. Did you know that was their mascot? Yeah, of course. Uh, but I um, was not, of course, surprised that they were favored here. I thought Liberty would get the nod here. Uh, granted, they you know don't have a quarterback anymore and they don't have a coach, but uh, there's still some talent lingering there, and uh, I think the Flames take the day. Okay. I'm going Rockets because the AAA team in Toledo is called the Mud Hens, and I think that's fucking hilarious, AAA All baseball right, we are, team. We are getting into – I need a pumpkin spice latte status of picking games now. Dave's like, well, this one is 0.8 miles closer to the stadium and the mud hens. Yeah, that sounds, that's like uh, almost like Bobby Boucher. They were the mud dogs and they wanted to go win the bourbon bowl. I'm taking Toledo. Dude, that's a not, that is not a bad pick because we're talking about the New Orleans bowl now, South Alabama. Versus Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, South Alabama minus five, Western Kentucky, and the over/under is sixty and a half. Um, I don't, I, I don't know much about South Alabama this year. They're, you know, favored obviously by five. I will always lean on a Hilltopper team. I don't think they usually get the credit they deserve. There's a Western Kentucky team always lurking, always improving, always trying to get the win. So, uh, I usually like Western Kentucky. I love that pick. I'm on the Hilltoppers as well because, damn it, that's a cool uh, mascot. Uh, the Armed Forces Bowl. Baylor is there because they earned it. Air Force is there because they're the Air Force. Baylor <laughs> minus six and a half. Yep, okay. yep. You you sum that up. I think Baylor is a, a football team. Uh, Dave Aranda will have his guys in tip-top shape to win a bowl and improve his resume, Baylor takes the day without question. I, I I agree, and I don't mind throwing some money on the under here. Triple option with the Air Force. Uh, it's going to take some time out of the clock. 47 seems a little high. I'll take the under. I don't hate that. Uh, Baylor Baylor's going to be more physical. They're going to you know demand the field, and then the Air Force is going to flop around like a fish. So, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, getting close here, folks. We got three. Yeah, more. Hang with us. Hang with us. Independence Bowl, Houston, uh, minus five, uh, versus Louisiana over under 61. Yep. Okay. Uh, Houston under. Okay. All right. I will take Houston as well. Uh, we're big on uh, Cougar teams, it seems to be. And then the Gasparilla Bowl. Gasparilla, folks. Wake Forest versus Missouri. Wake Forest minus three and a half. Missouri over under is 62. Yep. So here's here's a here's a football game for you. Because again, Missouri, this is just like we talked about earlier. You got Missouri in the SEC. Um, you know, at times showed some decent ability to play football. They're decently physical. Don't really love their quarterback that much. Don't think he's the guy. Um, but nonetheless, they're an SEC team going against a Wake Forest team that I think is pretty good. So, again, uh, pending transfers and and this and that and uh, s- sitting out, I think this is probably an easy Wake Forest win. But 
I will not put money on this just because of the the ACC SEC matchup. I don't love that. Yeah, Missouri has impressed us a couple times this year. Uh, unfortunately, against uh, Arkansas, their physicality really impressed me in that game. Right, I could I could see them like stuff in Wake Forest. They throw some money on the on the over here too. I could see Wake Forest does not have a defense. Missouri may be able to score some points. Got a good running back, so uh, yeah. maybe throw some on the over there. I think the only time we saw Missouri's quarterback was against Arkansas. Uh, otherwise, I don't think he's the dude. Um, they do have a good running back. I don't know. This is 62. this is also the team that they played tough against Georgia. Remember, basically Georgia. lost yep. the game against Georgia in the final minutes because their coach is a fucking idiot. Yep. I, and this goes back to my point, and I'll just go on this rabbit trail. It's like none of the fucking coaches today have played Madden. Call a timeout. You don't get to keep them. It's not like in the last game in your bowl game, you get 15 timeouts because you didn't use them in the, you know, throughout the season. You only get three, stud. Call timeout. All right. Last game of the season. Dak just looks away and continues doing something else while Dave goes on this diatribe. Uh, last bowl game for our bowl session number uno is the Hawaii Bowl. San Diego State versus Middle Tennessee. San Diego State minus three and a half. Over under is 47 and a half. 47 in this, you got to take the over. Um, Both tend to have good football programs, but I think uh, San Diego State does have the better ball program this year. Uh, I think this could be a ball game as well, but yeah, I'm going to ride SDSU. I agree. Great golf team, great collegiate golf team, and that than San Diego State, and it's a much shorter flight. So I'm going to go shorter Jeez. flight. San Diego State <laughs> takes the day out there in Hawaii. I mean, it's like it's like a six hour flight from San Diego. We're about to T- Tennessee. It's like a it's like a 15, 18 hour flight. So San Diego, it's probably not that much. It's probably like a fifteen hour flight. So San Diego State covers. Well, if if you're trying to get listeners, you may be on the right track because somebody's going to snip this and put our dumbass on Instagram. Is uh, sports podcaster makes bets based off of time flights, and he's zero for seven. If I made bets strictly off time flights, I wonder that would be a great uh, con- that would be a great test. Like we should do a control, like like yeah. for like three weeks, we should do like pick specifically on what team has traveled the farthest and look at performance uh it's kind of like that i'm sure that's out there dude yeah i'm sure that people do that um but that that will close it out for our a uh college football bowl season all right dave's had a couple too many brewskis so uh that closes it out for our our part uno of college foosball we will move on to some nfl news we're not really going to cover nfl games we did talk about some good ones we said that the browns cincy game was going to be good we, we actually called quite a few of the of the good games uh we called the lions you know doing well against and uh man talk about the lions wow like, they are dude. coming on love well, they that. started love- what one in seven and now look at them i don't i don't know yeah i don't remember what they where they were at but they were they didn't. They were very low, and they are 
coming on strong. They've won five of their last six. Uh, potential that they could still get into the playoffs. Love me some DC out there, old Dan yep. Campbell. Yep. Um, you know, a and man's you got a man. Team, a team that believes. You know, a team that I think wants to to win for each other, and that's always a dangerous a dangerous uh, thing to come up against. So here here begs a question that I just I just thought of right then. You know, uh, you're looking at the Lions now. And then you look at the Rams, like maybe that trade wasn't so great because you've got Jared Goff playing some football. And, you know, granted, uh, the Rams got a Super Bowl, but have not been the team. Matt Stafford has not been the quarterback this year that everybody expected him to step out and be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, and obviously injuries like and said, whatnot. But yeah. Like you said, the, the, the Rams, they won the day last year, but they kind of built themselves to be the one hit wonder. You know, right. they got built, built of, being key word. And then now it's all kind of falling apart. They're last in their division. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I love I hope the Lions do. I hope they they can get it done, get into the playoffs. So I know they're fighting for a wild card spot uh, with the Vikings pretty much got it hung up there in the NFC North. But. You. You called it, uh, you know, as as we all know here on Drink and Think, there's a few things that I don't like to do, uh, and one of those is give credit to Dak, but sometimes I have to. So you called it. I was big on the Raiders here uh, getting it done against Baker Mayfield, and uh, you called it. And so I will I will pass the mic over to you to revel in your victory for a second. Uh, you know, another thing that you do love to do is you like to point out that all of my my man crushes and and how you know I get schmitten with these uh, these pro athletes and and I don't know why, but I I tend to gravitate towards Baker, and I think it you know I don't love so much arrogance. I wish he would eat some humble pie. Just a, just a, like a slice of it, just a little slice of humble pie. And at the end of the day, I think the guy has the talent, right? And so is this the answer for Baker Mayfield? Is this the, hey, buddy, you're about to be only doing Hulu commercials, but uh, not as a NFL quarterback. This is your last chance. Now, granted, I think he has another team here. I don't think he sticks with the Rams, but I think this – kicks the can down the road long enough for him to get another starting quarterback job. But is this the, the settling point where Sean McVay takes him under his wing, who mad respect for Sean McVay, and says, let's fix you up? Because the dude's got raw talent, right? And he has the desire to win. He is a competitor. But I don't think he has the humility yet. And what a football game i mean the dude literally had two days to fly across the country he was talking shop with his coach on the plane uh he learned an entire playbook dude was calling it wasn't like hey we're gonna you're getting on the field and you're handing off to the, the running back here i mean he was calling audibles he was going deep on third down conversions um i i, I mean i was appalled i i was like 
truly locked into this game going, wow, this is an incredible freaking performance. And then on the sidelines, like you immediately want to gain some respect. Well, just headbutt your lineman without your helmet on, you know, Hey, CTE or not, I'm here to play. And dudes, especially like alpha males that, you know, 350 pound linemen, they're going to eat that shit up. At least I did, dude. I was ready to rip the fucking TV off and go play for Baker. Like, that stuff fires me up. So, mad props to Baker. That was a hell of a game to watch. Yeah, I uh, definitely don't want to take anything away from Baker. But I think that the win yes, definitely – Yes, I do. I do not like Baker Mayfield. I do not think he is a – I think he is your, uh, your typical uh, quarterback coming out of Oklahoma. Did really well in college will have a relatively mediocre professional career. But uh, I do think, however, obviously Jalen Hurts being the outlier there. Um, but I do think that it also, the Raiders crumbled once again. Josh McDaniels, we've seen this with the underlings of Bill Belichick before is that, you know, we, we see even saw with Matt Patricia. He leaves, he's the, you know, the, the coolest guy on the block, leaves, goes to the Lions, gets run out of town. We're seeing it with Josh McDaniels. He is a terrible coach. Did a phenomenal job as an offense, as a coordinator in uh, for the Patriots, but he is terrible. Like, legitimately a terrible coach. He's got a lot of talent. He has a ton of offensive talent. In, so much at in, with the Raiders, and somehow we are still not able. We being the Raiders, I'm not a Raiders fan, but like the Raiders are not able to put it together. And the fact that he can give up 14 points in the fourth quarter to allow a comeback when he could have put the game away, I mean, you can't do that and be an NFL coach. Not against a dude who's been on the ground for a day and a half against a dude who didn't know where his fucking locker room was. Like that's how new Baker was to that organization. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even thought about that. Like the embarrassment on that side of the field going, wow, that just happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a chotch. I'm not a big fan either. I completely agree with you there. I uh, don't like people that wear visors very much. I think like fucking, you know, it's mm. 2022. We have hats, like full on hat. Visors were mm. not. We have visors can, were cool in the 90s. Can we? Uh, can we name a cool visor guy while we're on that? I'm I thinking. Mean, yeah, I mean, back I mean, you in the like day, used to, you know, oh, lefty, lefty used to wear a visor. Yeah, golfers. I wasn't thinking of golfers. I was thinking football. Oh, Freddie uh, Couples wears a visor, and Freddie is the shit. Swing like butter. Best, best, like the best tempo ever to swing a golf yep. club. I think. Uh, Gus Malzahn wears a wears a uh, visor. He's yeah, kind of a douche, but he's a you know a, a pretty good uh, offensive mind. So, so okay. Um, anyways, that's. Um, I will bring this out because I've seen this. There's this has been brought up multiple times this year by players, and we saw it in this Monday Night Football matchup where we saw like. Five injuries to start yep, in the game. Right. Turf football fields. Anyone that's played on turf and it's been tackled on turf in any sport, 
you're landing on a thin piece of plastic with a concrete floor underneath. Like that shit hurts. Yeah. And players are are more and more players, the NFL Players Association are coming out and saying turf football fields, these these football teams are making millions and millions of dollars. Yep. And you can't tell me that we could get a natural grass field that will reduce the amount of injuries. And I totally agree. Yes, I completely agree with you. And to me, like the the metaphor here is like putting a Band-Aid on a leg that was chopped off or something, you know, like, okay, this is going to stop this for right now, but is not the answer to the problem. And to me, this is, hey, we're saving money on lawn care. We're saving money on upkeep and, you know, turf is just an easier solution, but you're breaking your players down and it's going to cost you more money in the long term. When you have more injuries, you have to uh, change out your lineups more frequently. You have your star players or your, you know, your franchise tagged players get jacked up and you're trading them out. It's just a, it's not the long term answer. And at the end of the day, the NFL is making so much fucking money. That they yeah. can afford this. Okay, that's not even the the first thing that should be talked about, though. It's player safety, right? Uh, you know me, like I I I don't want to go to our next battle in chain mail. There's a there's a hard line there that's uh, you you know protect the player, protect the soldier analogy here. But at some point, you let them play. But this seems this just seems like you're being cheap as hell. Yeah. And it's a problem that you could solve. You could literally put down. I mean, here, you know, there are professional sports, like thinking about soccer in particular, that's only played on, like, the professional level, only played on grass fields, and they can somehow do it. So uh, it doesn't make any sense to me why you wouldn't be able to do it in the NFL. And think about how many concussion injuries you would save from not yep. having someone's head land on concrete. Yeah, uh, Chandra Malaysia, MCLs, yeah. ACLs. Yeah. So uh we need to figure that shit out because it's it's getting ridiculous. At this point, I mean, as they're running through the list, it's not the necessarily the teams that are the best teams that are winning. It's teams that are able to survive because now we're at 16, 17 games. And oh, by the way, now we're gonna go to the playoffs. Yep. I completely agree. That's uh that's where my fantasy team is also. We're just trying to survive. Um, hey, big news for Dave here. Big oh, news. Boy. Big win for Dave. Let me tell so you what. For those, so- yeah, for those that listen, in our Dynasty League, um, we've got a 12-man league, and the last place finisher of the regular season, there's a whole rigmarole as to why we do the things we do, last place finisher of the regular season gets punished by the winner of the overall league. And – Oh, Davey Pooh was in the in the shooter for a minute. And I was last I place. Am... I was last place for literally almost the entire season, but I won yep. three of the last four games uh, and squeaked out a win, which I should have not was not templated to win against one of the top teams. To now, I'm like to the point. Like now, I I think I'm ranked. I would finished out tenth but I was only 20 points away from being finished and seventh. Yeah. So finish strong. I, uh, I did not. I did the opposite. Uh, I shit the bed the last four weeks, but I started 8-0 or 9-0. So eat my ass. I'm going to be in the playoffs. 
uh, when Cooper Cup got injured, shit went south real quick. But I th- I still think you will either see myself or Big Rich, probably Big Rich. He has the by far best team in our league. Just I don't know what the hell like we were doing. Everybody went to piss and he auto-drafted or something. He is the commissioner, by the way, so maybe that's the answer. Mm. Um, hmm, collusion. But yep. whoever wins the league picks the punishment. And so I think it will be either myself or Big Rich. And you missed a big one there because I was going to bring Thor's hammer down on you. My, uh, well, I'll just tell you because you're out, so it doesn't matter now. I was going to make you – you had an 18-pack. Okay? Okay. So every mile one, you chugged two beer. Mile two, you ate a double cheeseburger. Mile three – Running, of course. Mile three, two beer. Mile four, double cheeseburger. For every mile that you didn't throw up, subtracted a mile. So you started at 18. So the most you could run was 18 miles. The least you could run is nine. You'd have been sucking, my friend. Dude, that would suck, but I love it. That's a great That's a great one. It's, I don't like the humiliation ones. Like the hey, go wear a dress and stand on the corner for that because that's just stupid. That's not creative enough. Like yeah. I like that one. I think the one that I saw last year that I still like is these guys signed up and ponied up. Oh, the that's cash great! Yeah, for this guy to he had to play in a U.S. Open uh, qualification round. Oh, on like, and he's you know he's just your normal shitty golfer. And shot like 120, 130 something. Pretty awesome. That's a great one. Yes. I think the punishment should fit the person, right? Like if you just have a blanketed thing, it's not going to play well for everybody, right? My thing was fitness for you. You're a super fit dude. I want to make you puke. Perfect. But, um, you know, Chuck now has lost the league and he will be in the punishment. One, he might like quit the league quit life if he had to run 18 miles full of Big Macs and beer. And also that just doesn't give me pleasure watching him who's not a runner try to, you know, survive life. Um so I think it has to fit. I'll say this. You better be glad you didn't lose because old Big Rich's punishment was brutal. He was going to reach out to the Texas AM University cheer squad cheer yell leaders yell leaders yep and you were going to read things that the league had written for you at midnight yell practice i'm not allowed to get on the field at midnight yell practice well we would have made it fucking happen you could have done it cool from the first row that would okay cool. i would have okay. fucking done that i would do that Side- now sidebar there was there was a there was a vein of people that said he would be chubbed up to do that no matter what you wrote on the card. And so, to me, that would be humiliating because it's yell practice and that's just the next level of cringy weird shit. But I I, I, mm, I can see you just being like, self-deprecate, Dave, don't care at yell practice, yes. Yeah, dude, I'd just get ripped. I would get ripped. It's at midnight. I'd be like slobbering all over the cards. That would have been great. I would be in the nothing chicken. Says, nothing says cultish more than I'm not allowed to get on the field. They will beat me. Dave, Dave, no cheer. 
I'm not what well, it's I'm not in the core. I'm not in the football team and I'm not a yell leader. So that takes out the people that are allowed on the field. Yeah, gig them. There you go. I could have probably swung it by getting on the field with the core, but I wouldn't have done it in uniform. That's for damn sure. No, I wouldn't have. Yeah. I would not have uh, added that in there. That's a, that's a no go for us. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, I know we talked about one man crush that you have in Baker Mayfield. Uh, hey, now let's actually, before we transition, I, I don't know what this says about me. If it's a red, f- I don't know. Um, but when Baker did that post game interview, side note, I think Baker could find his way in like into Hollywood and acting. I think he actually is a pretty good actor. Um, but when he was on stage doing the post game interview and he was up there with Fitz Magic, I, I might have got a little blushed. I was like, oh, that's this is a damn good interview. I was like, this, would- this football comeback and this beard, I'm not going to bed yet. This, uh, <laughs> and the the the, the uh, <laughs> there's so many things that see it is it is a group of friends around a campfire, but it's also the internet and stuff's recorded. So yep, yep, not yep, everything yep. I can say, uh, I will say. However, comma, uh, I think that would be a great like we have seen the pivot away from the traditional announcing crew and like the the Peyton you know, the Peyton, you know, and Eli, you know, show where it's just like, get two regular guys in there, talk about some stuff, get some funny guests. I think that that fits magic and Baker would be, uh, they would, they would have a blast. He might drop a couple like F bombs. People would laugh. It would be much better than Joe Buck standing on a stool because he's too fucking insecure to stand next to a magician and a massive human being in Troy Aikman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people know that that's pretty comical. Yeah. If you Uh, ever, I agree with you. Yeah. If you ever watch the Joe Buck Aikman, Aikman is always way further away from the camera because, and Joe Buck is always right next to the son of a bitch because he's on like a four foot stool because (laughs) Troy Aikman is a massive human being. I mean, the guy has, baseball gloves for hands but you know it's just yeah, not dave as gives, cool dave gives me shit about my man crushes i talk about but you mentioned a cowboy like you you look as red as our background right now um but yes i do appreciate the almost the change in the announcing right like i love that these football players uh whitworth a lineman is getting due credit you know, in the college world, you've got RG3 now calling games, and that dude is a riot as well. Yeah. So I'm all about it. I think that's a, a big turn for us. You know, you respect the the, the play callers of old. Um, you yeah, know, but like John- I like Tarico. I like Tarico, um, and, you know, and Collinsworth, but I like this kind of new, fresh turn on it as well. Yeah. I'm, I don't like Collinsworth. Uh, this guy. A lot of people don't. This guy I could, right yeah, here. I, I don't that. like Collinsworth. Uh, but, I mean, going back to, like, the old – I mean, John Madden, he was a player and then a coach, won the Super Bowl. So – and then Pat Summerall was just an amazing human being. So, RIP yeah. both those guys. I, I appreciate the life being brought into the commentary mid-game. Sure. So, uh, I will go back. 
as Dak tries to deflect to protect maybe one of the the penultimate man crush that he has, uh, which is Tom Brady. And oh. we have talked about this for a couple oh. weeks here. Uh, is looking at Brady and looking at his performance, is he done? And someone threw up a stat. It was probably ESPN because it was about it was super useless. But uh, <laughs> they threw up a stat that like, oh, all of these years when uh, Brady got beat really bad by another team, he went on to win a Super Bowl. I don't think we're winning a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Like, I think we can all go to sleep at night knowing that that is not going to happen. And he looks awful, looks just absolutely awful. And granted, the 49ers have a wicked defense that can get after the quarterback. And that's and fucking wicked. And Brady moves about as fast as like a 90 year old on a hover round. So, but he, he just like, even with his arm, like he's overthrowing balls, getting picks. He's like, what's this thing that where he's like slingshotting the ball, like five feet in front of him into the turf that he does like three or four times a game. I think, I think it's over. And even my wife, when we were watching the game was like, it's so sad. Like this is the way that he'll be remembered for a little bit. Like we remember the Brady that was amazing. But now, like our, you know, people are going to see this and be like, this is what this guy was. Yeah. And, and I don't disagree. Like, I, I think there is a fine line to your legacy, right? People, people want a legacy. People want to be remembered. It, it's not about money for Tom. It's about numbers. It's about championships. It's about leaving that mark. And so I think we see that a lot with quarterbacks, especially they can't leave the game. I need one more. Uh, if he, we've talked about this at length. If he would have left on top, I am not Bill Belichick's pocket bitch. I'm going to go to another team. I'm going to win a Super Bowl. Then I'm going to retire. There would have been no question. Oh my God, look at this guy. He left. Yep. He won. He is the goat of goats. Uh, you know, of all sports, even. And so now you're right. Like we are quick to remember the now. We remember Tom now. Now, granted, I don't think that's long term. It, it, yeah, he his career is has spoken for itself. But yes, uh, we also see the difficulty, and you and we've talked about this before as well. Where you compare this to like the military and military deployments, I've got to have one more. I don't know how to go work at Fox and talk about football. Mm. I only know football, and so with some behind the scenes family issues. Now Tom is by himself. What's to stop him now? I don't see. I, so ego comes in here. What's to stop Tom from playing another five years? Because now, because legacy is so important, he knows just as well as you and I do, these young bucks are going to remember me as this season. So now I've got to do another one. I've got to do better. Mm -hmm. I've got to get deep in the playoffs. I've got to at least go to another Super Bowl. Oh, well, that didn't work. I got to, you know. I've got to go somewhere else. This isn't the offense for me. I'm going back to New England, which I think would be a mistake. I think that writes 100%. his legacy as now, you know, Tom is in Bill's pocket if he goes back to New England. That's a can't happen for his legacy. Right. But 
His arm looks good. Yes. <laughs> uh, hold on, everyone. Uh, Dak just died. Uh, so one second. Swig of Miller Light. And he's and back. he's back. All right. All right. So I do I do give credit. Did you see his his presser after the game? He's like, and I thought this was going to be another like Tom comparing football to deployments moment. And I'm like, Tom, stop. I have respect for you. You're digging the hole. And he's like, I've been good at everything. I've been good at all sports. And I'm like, oh, here we go. But then he's like, I can't jump and I can't run. I'm not fast. I was like, okay, all right. He's back down to level with us here. Um, But he can throw a football and he's got a brain for football. And he looks good still. Yeah, he's he's slower in molasses, but he still looks fine. Yeah, he had some missed throws. He's got some miscues. He's got uh, some issues on the offensive side of the ball, which which frustrates me because he still has Godwin and he still has Mike Evans, and you got Lenny in the backfield like breaking, like could rip people in half. So I don't know why it's not happening, but it's not clicking. I don't think he's done. And then, like I said, ego, ego, ego. You're going to see Tom another couple of years. He's not going anywhere. He will be like Santa Claus before he leaves the NFL and goes to Fox. Yeah. And to me, it's – I would love to sit down with him, you know, end of this like season. the psyche. And just be like, hey, man, is it worth it? I like want to just- know – I want to get in the brain. I want to know the psyche behind it because it's yeah. it's bananas. I respect it. But again, I don't want to see him go out on the bottom. I want right. to see him, you know, and I've said this a lot, and this I catch a lot of flack for this. Like, I like the dynasties because I think you worked for it. You don't stumble upon, you know, two two handfuls of rings. You don't stumble upon championship right. for decades on end. Uh, so I respect that. And so I want to see him go out on top and and be the guy that I think he is for football. But – They've got to tighten that ship up, no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. And by what you'd see, they got a defense. They got a good defense there. Um, they have the offensive weapons. I don't know. It, it's it's tough to say, well, uh, you know, going to X team is going to be different because I, there are not too many teams that are looking for a quarterback that have more weapons than the Buccaneers. I agree. I think he has to retire at the Bucks, hundred percent. That that is the bed that he made, and he will retire in that bed. He has to. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for us, folks. Uh, we covered the gambit here. We did some bowl games, picked half of them. Uh, talked about some NFL. Talked about some beer. It's a lot of fun. Yep, and as per SOP for us, Dave's going to lead us out of this episode with a safety brief. Yeah, so this is a a safety brief, uh, like legit safety brief slash halfway funny safety brief. So, um, you know, I had both Dak and I had a, a... somewhat mentor of ours when we were in college who would always say anybody can take an ass whooping for 15 minutes. And that would be the analogy. So you can obviously run this or you can do whatever 
uh, obstacle that's in front of you, whatever. Can, I, can I say? Can I say the actual what he would used to say? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'll never forget this as long as I live. Anybody can stand in a phone booth with their with their thumb up their ass fighting a cougar for two minutes, but can you? You know, I, I love it. All right, carry on. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and the, the point being, mentor is you, key, key point, mentor here. Yeah. <laughs> but point being is you can overcome whatever challenges are in front of you. Like whatever you think is really difficult, uh, you can overcome it. Um, as we go into the holiday season, most of us, the vast majority of us are looking forward to time off. We're looking forward to getting to spend time with family, maybe, uh, you know, just getting to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, but that isn't everybody. And, yep. you know, to whether you are in the military or, you know, there's plenty of people who they don't have a great relationship with their family. They don't have a great relationship. Uh, and holidays are a tough time for them because, you know, they're, they're alone or they, they're, you know, estranged from loved ones. So my safety brief to you is uh, you can get through the holiday season and it'll, it'll be okay. So, uh, you can take an ass whooping for 15 minutes. You can stand in a phone booth with your thumb up your ass and fight a cougar for two minutes. Um, and in all reality, if you do ever need to reach out to anybody, both Dak and I, just whether you don't have to know us at all, if you ever need someone, just reach out, message the uh, Instagram, and we'll get it, and we will talk to you. It doesn't matter who you are. And uh, we'll get you through whatever you're going through. So understand the holidays aren't great for everybody, but you can get through it. And uh, we're happy that you're here with Dak and Dave. Yep. And I will I will caveat to your point. If you're on the flip side of that coin and, and shit's going good for you, just remember that. I, I probably say this on a near daily basis. Kindness is free. So be kind to somebody and, uh, you know, give back the blessings that you have. So. Uh, we're glad you joined us. This was a fun episode. Uh, I get to be here and drink beer and bullshit with my best friend. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. That was good. Peace. Later, bro.